Hello, beautiful tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Uvita. Thousands of years ago, before modern medicine proved scientific evidence for mind and body connection, the sages of India developed Ayurveda, which continues to be one of the most sophisticated, powerful mind and body health systems up to date. And I can begin to tell you, Tribe, that it's about putting the power back in your hands. And the company that's helping you do that is Uvita. I've been on Uvita for a couple months now so that I can have a healthy gut and be able to clear my gut and be able to have the best digestive system that I can have. Because healing your gut allows the body to build a stronger immune system and produce the right kind of bacteria that tells your brain that it's okay to feel good. And as as everyone knows, I'm the shaman who likes to stay lit and make sure the Tribe is lit all day long. And so it's important for us to feel good in our bodies. And it's important for us to live a very healthy life. Uvita is a company that is doing that. They are utilizing the knowledge and understanding of Ayurveda in their company, wild harvested and organically grown herbs that they synergistically create in an Ayurvedic way to be able to give you what you need for your body to sustain health, wellness, and vitality. Everything that they have in their company is based in integrity, ethically sourced from natives who practice sustainability. And I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to share this with you and to have them be one of the sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Their products offer everything from immunity to healthy joints and to healthy mood and healthy digestion and a healthy body. What more can you ask for from a company that is bringing Ayurvedic understanding to the Western world in a way that is supporting us and lifting us and shifting us into the greater possibilities of who we are. So I welcome Welcome you to experience Uvita. You can even contact them by going to their website, which is www.uvita.com. And you make your first order, type in the word shaman, which is their code for the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast tribe, and you will get 35% off on your order for your first order of Uvita. But I'm telling you, the moment you start taking this product, you're going to see dramatic change in your body and the way you feel. And that is the best. And as the tribe knows, I'm all about putting the power back in your hands. So go ahead and check out Uvita and use my code SHAMAN. And until then, live healthy always and every day in your life. Love you. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, beautiful tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I love you so much. It is so wonderful to love all of you all over the world. Some of you I've met, you come to some of my events and my my meet and greets, and you've come in to, to learn shamanism and about your own self and about your own power. And some of you haven't, and I've seen you in the dream world. And, you know, It doesn't matter if you haven't met, we haven't met in person. I want you to know I love you. 
and we are connected. And if you are here, a part of this tribe, we are definitely connected in heaven and will be in the many lives to come and also here on earth as well. So I want you to know that I love you and I appreciate you and I acknowledge you and I'm thankful for you and being on this planet and incarnating at this time in our evolution because right now we are about to set the roof on fire and take it to a whole nother plane of consciousness because what we are doing is forging new thinking into the minds of human beings by not tolerating lower level thinking in our friends and our family and our loved ones and in people in general. I mean, just the other day, you know, I was at GameStop and I was getting um, this video game for my nephew um, and the woman behind the counter, you know, she was saying that she wasn't so smart. She was so dumb. And I said, uh-uh, I'm sorry. I just, I will not sit here in front of the presence of a child of God, a powerful being, if you believe God or not, and listen to you speak against yourself in an incorrect way. You are powerful and smart. Do you believe that? She said, well, sometimes. I said, no. I said, claim it now. Right now, claim it. Because it's never a sometimes and it's never a maybe. And even when I say that, I get emotional saying that. Because it's never a sometimes and it's never a maybe. And I'm so, so sorry that you had to go through an idea in your mind from something that happened to you that you would ever think it's sometimes or maybe or not at all. You know, I was just talking to my friend today. It was a very emotional conversation. I think you've heard me talk about him before. Don't mind me, I get emotional at times. But it's good, as according to Danielle Page. Uh, me getting and feeling these emotions are really good. And um, so I was talking to a friend of mine, and he, you know, he was sharing a story with me. I don't know if you, if you listened to the um, episode that I did on signs about, you know, being able to, um, to pay attention to signs. And his friend of mine, Mike Swagger, he's such a beautiful soul. I told him a long time ago, don't go to go camping with my friend. Don't go off the grid with my friend because it was going to be a horrible death and it was going to change his life forever and he was going to end up in tattoos and end up in prison and so forth. And so, you know, he called me um, today from prison. I accepted his, um, his call from prison. You know, he had said to me, the last time he saw me when he was not in prison, when he got out on parole, I went to go visit him and he was staying at this motel with this girlfriend of his. And um, it was kind of, you know, just catching up and he was doing some rap songs and he was performing them and saying them to me and sharing them with me. And, you know, and I said, well, now that you're out, you know, what are you doing with your life? And he said, you know, I'm working for a construction company and I'm doing, you know, odd jobs here and there and so forth. And so I said, that's great. I said, if you ever need anything financially or whatever it may be, I'm there for you hundred percent. And I love you. And he goes, I love you too. And he goes, you know, I wish I would have listened to you when you told me not to take that trip. You were right. I did end up in prison and I did lose my mind and everything, you know? And I said, yes, I just, just listen to me, you know, and I'll guide you, but you have to listen to me, you know? 
because I was Pythia in my other lifetime. I was the Oracle of Delphi. I see things very clearly. And, you know, he, we didn't talk for a while. And then one day I was at home and I was doing things and I was out and about. I was going to pick up some things for a friend and I just stopped in the middle of the street and like grabbed my phone and called him and was like, are you okay? Something's wrong. Are you okay? And he said, yeah, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And he told me today that it, you know, when I had asked him if he was okay, he was actually in the middle of about to perform an armed robbery. And he said that I knew, he's like, you knew that I was going to do it. And you called me and you checked on me and I wasn't being honest. And he's like, and he's like, why didn't I be honest? I could have just told you the truth, you know? And um, he didn't, he didn't tell me the truth. And it's unfortunate because it ended him going back to prison. And now he has a longer sentence. He has 12 years now. And, you know, I think about a lot on how we are as human beings. And I was telling him, you know, I'm working out a program with his prison to be able to go there and offer services to do workshops for the inmates and so forth. So I'm in conversation about that. And that really makes me happy. Uh, but the thing is, you know, there wouldn't be these types of situations in life. And that's what I was thinking about today. And that's why I got emotional a second ago, because there wouldn't be these types of situations if we were in a system that supported us to see the greatest potential of who we can become and who we are. I mean, there's so many people on this planet who don't even love themselves or see how beautiful they are, how smart they are, how intelligent, creative they are, how loved they are. There's so many people on this planet who don't even hold strong to them saying they're smart or that things come to them easily or that life can happen for them. You know, though, I, I mean, just the other day I was on my Instagram and a person wrote, you know, on my Instagram, you go to my Instagram page, I have little boxes that I do. And then I, after that, I put like a neon light word in neon light because I love bright things. I love bright colors. I think that's my ET nature, I like things that glow and bright and luminescent colors and so forth. And, you know, one of the ones that I put up was winning and someone wrote, you know, well, no, I'm never winning, you know, and it's the idea of saying, I never, I never is such a long time. It's like eternity. It's like we have to really pay attention to what we are putting into the universe, what we're putting into life. What are we saying? You know, I'll never, I'll never, you know, or like, you know, things don't happen for me. I mean, like, you're basically saying, this is my reality and I'm accepting it and I'm claiming it. And this is the whole thing as I was thinking about my friend, Mike, because I was thinking, wow, you know, he probably had in his mind the same exact thing. And that's what led him down that path. And how many other people on our planet are in that same predicament? 
people who are, you know, alcoholics or people who have just gotten to a place where they just keep, you know, sabotaging every opportunity that comes their way or people who are, you know, constantly having poverty consciousness in a scarcity consciousness where they every time money comes it leaves and every time they get ahead they fall down and you know something they build something and then someone comes and tears it away or rips it away and it's all because of the way we interact with our power with ourselves our power my loves our power is so important and you got to start with your children you got to start with your children I mean, you got to, like, I saw my nieces and nephew, they're visiting, they're visiting for Guadalajara. And I saw my, my, and they said, Tio, Tio, we love you so much. And I said, I love you too. And you're so smart and you're so beautiful and you're intelligent and you make anything happen and beautiful things are always showing up for you. And you're so, you're so healthy and you have such vibrancy in you and so much full of light and so much creativity and you know, one of my friends, you know, she, she heard me and she looked at me and she said, oh my God, I love that you do that for the children. I said, why wouldn't I? We have to start now. We have to make sure that they're fortified, that there is not one ounce of doubt of how wonderful they are how beautiful they are, how smart they are, how capable they are, how psychic they are, how in tune they are, how everything, we have to find every word that we can use because every word is a building block, a foundation that will either launch them to see the power and creativity that they have and the, in the divineness that they are, or it will not. And, 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 and we're never too old okay like we're not too old to start with ourselves now i mean i grew up i didn't have that i can tell you right now i got you're an idiot you're stupid you're never gonna mount anything and people aren't gonna like you because the color of your skin people hate black people you know i got i was told um that I was, people called me, you know, gay because I was feminine, even though I was not, you know, but it was like, you know, every single thing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, a lot of those things that were being said were just there to really strengthen me, you know, and I mean, they were there to strengthen me, but I'm saying strengthen me in the sense of like being clear about who I am, right? And so, you know, a lot of those things, which, you know, it took me a while to figure out, especially, you know, when I was going through my training, is to understand that like everything my stepmom would say to me, I mean, she even told me things like every time I wanted to do something, she would say, oh, they're going to laugh at you. Everyone's going to laugh at you. They're going to beat you up and they're going to laugh at you. And I remember seeing this movie, Carrie. Oh, and they kept, the mother kept going, oh, they're going to laugh at you. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to laugh at you. Oh, they're going to laugh at you. Everyone's going to laugh at you. You can't go. You can't go. And I was like, oh my God, did my, did my stepmom stay up at night and watch that show and decide what she was going to say to me? Is she like plagiarizing this, this Carrie movie, this very horrific film that... Don't go watch it. It's not worth it. But the point is, is that it's like almost like she was literally saying everything she could to take me to hell. It was like every time she said something, a weight came on me and then another weight and then another weight and then another weight. And whereas it looked like I was standing on the floor, it, I felt like my waist was in the floor, but my legs were in getting pulled down the hell.
And I mean, I literally was like more and more darkness every time she would say it, every time she would say it, every time a family member would say it, you know? And I mean, growing up with a Hawaiian, Hawaiian, um, Japanese, Filipino family is not, I mean, I don't know if you have Filipino families, but my family is uh, one side of the family is Japanese and Hawaiian. The other side is from the Philippines. And when you have a Filipino family, first of all, let me explain to you. You are a servant in your home to a Filipino family. Like there's not a moment where I could sit and rest myself without my aunties or my mom, my stepmom, who's my mom, right? Would say, hey, brah, so what? You're going to clean the kitchen. I thought the kitchen was clean. No, you, you think the kitchen is clean. What? You don't check them. Now you go over there and clean the kitchen. Or I give you lickings, brah. And I go clean the kitchen. Okay, so what? You have so much energy. Why don't you go clean the basins too? Oh, oh you know what? You know what else you need to clean? Go over there and take the clothes out of it. But we have a housekeeper. Oh, so you think the housekeeper is going to do everything we say do? You go in the kitchen right now and you go clean the kitchen. Then you go clean the basin. And then you're going to take the clothes and you're going to photo all the clothes and put them away. Okay, brah. And after you're going to finish that, you better go do your homework, okay? Are you going to get good lickings tonight? It's like never a moment, never a moment. Oh, what are you doing? I'm resting. Oh, you, you have so much time to rest. You can come in the kitchen and, and help me with the adobo chicken. I mean, like, really? Um, but auntie would be sitting in the living room. She's like, she's like, do it, do it. I'm like, what auntie? She goes, try give me the kind. I go, auntie, what kind you like? She goes, the kind over there. So I go to pick up uh, the controller. And then she said, okay, go, come bring me the controller. Now, mind you, she's only but a couple steps away from it. And I'm all the way on the other side of the house. But I've become the house servant. And it's like, hey, bra, you know what? You can get me, get me some water from the refrigerator over there. Okay, auntie, you like anything else? No, bra, you're going to check them out. Okay, what, what now I'm going to check out? Over there in my bag. I want to leave one, um, one number phone guy. I'm going to call him later. Okay, fine. I go over there and get your bag. What you want? Okay, nothing else. Okay, go. Okay, go already. All right, great. Thank you. Can I go? Can I, am I pal? Am I pal? Which in Hawaiian means finish. You pal? Okay, pal. You, you pal for now, brah. Go relax. And then I go relax. And here comes my stepmom. Oh, so you like relax. You have so much time on your hands. So you know what you can do? You know what? You can, you can make them over there. Go over there and take this thing from inside the car and go bring them inside in the house, okay? Because you know what? I'm going to make some fresh poi tonight and we're going to have all kinds of, you know, Kahlua, Kahlua pig and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And you know what? You're going to help me with it, brah. And if you don't, you're going to get good lickings. And I'm like, great. Everything is like, I can never rest in my home. And the thing is, is that when you grow up in that kind of family, you're just like, go, 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 go. And then on top of that, you have the people calling you like names, like, hey, bro, you want bayot? When like, which means, are you a faggot? Are you gay? You know? And then everything was like a comment. Everything was like a, and then in Hawaii, I was known as Hapapopolo because my stepmom is Hawaiian, but still I'm black because of my father's side, which is from Africa, right? From Ghana. So then you have, and then of course, no one wanted to recognize my mother's side because my stepmom's in the picture. So that was just out of the box. And uh, so I would be called Hapapopolo, which means half black for whatever reason. And every time the lights went off in Hawaii, everyone goes, hey, brah. Hey, bro, go open your mouth so that light can come. You know, it's like, really? Really? Okay. And so, you know, it was challenging dealing just with that, with the intensity of that all the time. All, and when I say all the time, I mean like, 
I mean, my sister and I make jokes about it to this day, but literally I don't think I've ever had a moment of pause to enjoy something for myself in my home without someone coming up behind me or my auntie or my auntie Ponini or, you know, my auntie Lana, you know, any of my aunties. I had many aunties and, you know, some of my aunties are like nails, we say in Hawaiian. So it's like she's nails, right? Which means like she's so thick and so like, like intense and so strong and can blow up any second. So you just have to kind of like walk on eggshells. And the other thing is too, is like in Hawaii, when you, when you do something, let's say for instance, okay, let's say my friends are at my house. Okay. And I do something, I get in trouble. Okay. And then I go to my friend's house and then, and I, and their mother, their, their mom, says, oh, I want to hear from your auntie when, you know, Uncle Lionel was, was um, fishing over there by the docks and he won't tell us about how you want to make, make one big problem for your family. You know what? I'm going to give you lickings. And so they say, pop my face or pop my ear. And then I go to go with my friends. We want to get shave ice with the bubble gun. And I go to the shave ice place and the woman, you know, she knows, oh, auntie mama, wait, wait, oh, you what? You what? You know, you're going to get shave ice today when you want bad boy. Like everybody knows your business, right? So you deal with that. And then you have people calling you names, like making fun of you or like your stepmom constantly telling you you're an idiot or you're stupid or you're dumb or you're this and you're that. And after a while, you start to think, am I stupid? Am I dumb? Am I these things? And so it's not just me who's gone through that. Many people go through that on the earth. And sometimes people are still going through that right now. Even some people right now who are, who, are, who, are, who are in this tribal circle right now that I'm looking at right now, in my mind's vision right now, I'm looking at you. And you're still letting that show up in your life. That's abuse, right? That's abuse. My Hawaiian family, my Filipino family, they were abusive. And I, it took me a while to figure out what abuse was. You know, I thought, you know, Abuse was just me getting, you know, beat, which is also something I went through. But abuse also comes in many forms. And we have to be able to recognize it and isolate it and eliminate it and be done with it quickly. We have no time for any abuse in our life. Because when we allow abuse, what we're basically saying to ourselves is, you're not, you are not lovable. And if you feel that you're not lovable and you keep hearing that over and over again, and it doesn't even have to come as words. Sometimes that I'm not lovable can come through someone's actions towards you and someone's emotions that are unspoken. Like someone could be in the room ignoring you deliberately, you know, um, withholding from you or doing things to you that aren't even like blatantly in your face, but emotionally felt because of their energy. And that also makes you feel that you're not lovable because a lovable person doesn't get that kind of treatment. And so we have created a lot of people on planet earth to feel unlovable, including ourselves. And we have to take responsibility for that. We have to take responsibility for the fact that we keep prolonging abuse every time we won't commit to something that we are that's beautiful, wonderful, gracious, loving, supportive, nurturing, profound, creative, geniusness, abundant, prosperous human being, right? Kings and queens, majesties, of great honor, meaning that I'm not going to say I'm not smart. I'm not going to say, well, I think I'm not. I, 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 maybe I'm smart. No, there's no maybes. There's no, I don't need to think about it. I don't need to sit there and ponder it. And I definitely don't need 20,000 people coming in the room and telling me it before I believe it. 
See, that's the state, that's the mistake we make because we go and we wait and we wait and we wait and we think one day they're going to tell us they, that we're lovable. One day they're going to say to us that we're smart. One day they're going to tell us how creative we are or that we can do anything or that we're powerful and that we're going to succeed. And then that's when I'm going to go out there and live my life. Well, guess what? That day may never come. My stepmom never told me all the way up to the point of her death that I was something special or wonderful and delightful. All the love that I gave her, every time I kissed her and she pushed away, every time I gave love to my Hawaiian family, and they were just hard on me. I'd say, good morning, auntie. Okay, did you go over there with your auntie and practice the hula? You know, we have one luau today, and you know, you, 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 didn't, you, didn't, you didn't crush the, the taro root, so you can make the poi, so the people are going to come for, from the luau. Because why? Because my grandfather lo and behold, had a travel company. And the way the travel company worked was instead of putting them in hotels, which is what you should do, he would take their money and put them in my dad's house because my dad had this big house. But guess what? They would overflow the house. So I would have to give up my room and go sleep on the couch in the living room. And so the thing is, is that there was never a moment. It was never like, oh, we really appreciate you giving up your room. We love you so much. You're so kind. You're so kind. What a generous, kind person you are. It was like expected of you. Elders always have the last word in my home. It's very traditional. And if you come from a Filipino family, I can tell you when your auntie's pushing her lips out, she's pointing to something she wants you to get. And she's not like saying like, oh, by the way, she's pushing her lips out to show you where the thing is that she wants you to fetch. When you're sleeping and it's three o'clock in the morning and you get this scream of your name through the house because one of your aunties or your mom or your dad or your uncle or anyone who's happened to be in the house at the time, because in a Hawaiian Filipino family, the house is like a revolving door, okay? And it's like the smells from like a double chicken to like kimchi to like everything you can smell, like the smell of seafood. I mean, there are times where I used to walk in the house, I felt like I was going to throw up all over myself because I was just like, what is this smell? Something new. It's a whole new thing. And then my grandfather, he was big on his crab and the making the lobster and like, you know, and then I had to spend time you know, making the poi all the time. And we, and my grandfather had this travel agency, so he always made us do luau's. So we had to learn the hukalau, and we had to learn all of the Hawaiian dancing and the hula, and we had to learn how to make the kalua pig the old-fashioned way, where we put it with the rock salt, and you put them in, underneath the banana leaves, and you put them in the earth, you know, and you wait, and then you bring them out, and then you shred the meat, you know, and then you can put, like, on a plate, you can put that with some, like, you know, some poi. And of course we had the Filipino side, we had some of the double chicken and we had like all kinds of stuff. Like, I mean, the, the chicken chow mein, I mean, the list goes on. And, you know, you have the food and then everyone, you do the ceremony, then I had to go. So I had to get up at like four in the morning. I would have to do all the lays with my auntie. You don't make one mistake in a Hawaiian Filipino family. So you're doing the lays and then you make the lays and then after the lays and then you put them in the box and then everyone has the lays, depending on how many people are coming from out of town to do the luau. And then you have to do the dance with your auntie in the morning. And she's very strict about the dance because you have to have, everyone has to have the dance perfect. So you have to practice the hula over and over and again. And then you go help your your uncle make the kolua pig. And then you go help in the kitchen. And then you go do whatever chores that the elders want you to do. I mean, literally, they could have had me scratch their ass as far as I'm concerned, because that's how much they were putting us to slave work. But the point I'm making is, is that 
there is no tolerance for abuse. And what I realized is that when someone is calling you a name and someone is saying things to you, there are people right now who are in this tribal circle who are listening right now who are still putting up with abuse. And I'm going to say this to you and I'm going to say this to you and I'm going to say this directly to you with love in my heart because I love you. You have no right to receive abuse, accept abuse, or allow abuse. Anything that is not coming from unconditional love and that is supportive and nurturing and lifting you and shifting you and coming from a place of sweetness and kindness for the fact that you are created and that you are a child of God. If anyone is calling you names, putting you down, making fun of you, mocking you, okay, withholding sex from you, um, putting any kind of restraints or restrictions upon you because they aren't comfortable with it or because they don't get it and so they're going to put it down and make fun of you is not coming from love. I don't care if they tell you they're sorry. I don't care if they tell you that they didn't know. Everyone knows the difference between what feels loving and what doesn't feel loving. Even a child knows the difference between what is loving and what is not loving. Don't let them fool you. Okay, if someone is acting in an abusive way towards you, my thing to tell you is to bless them with love and get the hell out of there. Because the more you decide to stay in the abuse, you are telling your mind, your spirit, your emotions, your being that you are not lovable and that you deserve this and that you have to endure this. And then you'll create all these lies. I call them the in-between lies. And the in-between lies look like this. It's like, oh, I know he's very abusive. I know she's very abusive to me, but you know what? I love them so much and I know they're going to come out of this. And they just told me they're going to work on themselves and they're going to get help and they're going to seek someone and they're going to this and they're going to that. It's all nonsense okay it's smoke and mirrors that's exactly what it is it's called it's called bait and switch it means i'm going to tell you that i'm going to do these things but i plan on doing absolutely nothing and if we say we argue this time you're going to argue we're going to argue again if you're fighting to the point where you're screaming and calling each other names where you feel like you literally feel like you're in one of these crazy films and you're jumping out of cars and chasing each other down the streets and doing these types of things you are in what we call a very, 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 very abusive relationship. And it's time to cut that cord. I don't care if the person buys you flowers. I've seen it all before. I don't care if they tell you they're so sorry that they did this to you and they love you and they don't mean to do this. I know they don't mean to do this, but they're doing it. And that's all that matters. I don't care if they did it yesterday. That's enough to say goodbye. There is no more tolerance for abuse, tribe. We will not be able to go through this dark period on earth for the next 15-year cycle that we have to go through if we put up with abuse. There's no tolerance from abuse. And if your children are abusing you, then that means you're abusing you because your children are reflections of yourself. So if your children are abusing you, then you need to pipe down, sit down, meditate, and ask yourself, where do you feel like you deserve to be punished or be the or that you're the bad mom or dad? And if your person, your spouse, or your boyfriend, or your girlfriend is abusing you, that's because you're abusing you. It's time to wise up. It's time to wise up. 
there is, you know, there is no room for abuse and there's never going to be room for abuse. And I don't care how you slice it. I don't care how many times you, you know, try to, uh, to, you know, uh, get into a space where you want to convince yourself, um, you know, that you are going to move through this, this, this way. Uh, it's just not okay. And it's not okay because you are basically saying again and again and again and again and again and again and again to yourself that you're not lovable. And that is enough for you to give that message to God. Because if you're willing to accept abuse and say, I'm not lovable, then you're basically saying, God, I don't love you because God created you to be you as you are, not you as you are comfortable because you're in a relationship with someone who can't deal with all the other parts of you, but they can only deal with 20 or 10% or 15% of you, maybe even 30%. Sorry, it's a no-go. They can't deal with you 100%. It's a no-go. If they're calling you names and mocking you, uh-uh, it's a no-go. They need to check themselves. They need to get correct. They need to get help. And it's not for you to jump in and try to be their counselor or their healer. I don't care if you say, oh, I have healing power, Shaman Dirk. I can heal them. No, because it changes the dimension of the relationship from a power struggle. It makes the other person feel that they're lower than you and you're higher than them because you have the ability to, to help them. It makes it come off arrogant and it makes them want to fight and hurt you more because they're hurting inside. Look, if someone's abusing you, it's because they're hurting inside. My stepmom was hurting. My dad was hurting. My aunts were hurting. All of them were hurting, okay? And that's why they did the horrific things that they did to a beautiful, innocent child as myself, who is angelic and loving and nurturing and ET and Jaguar type and full of love and full of laughter and color and, and, and energy and sensuality and playfulness and laughter and discovery and a cute little smile with beautiful big eyes that says, I love you, everyone. I love you. And no matter what I said, and no matter how I told them I love them, they did everything they could to get me not to love them. And I still kept loving them, but I realized that they were abusive and that they were in pain and that they were sick. And now I'm going to explain to you what sick means, okay? When someone, my love, is operating in a field of consciousness where they cannot come from a place of love. They have to say nasty things to you. They have to spout out of their mouth curses and profanity. And they have to act out of character. They have to call you out of your name. And, and they have to, to, to say things to you to, to bring you down or to just yell at you in general. They are sick. Okay? There are flus that happen on the physical level. Okay, that are cumulative of certain viruses, bacterias, and um, a, you know, accumulation of free radicals in the system that break down the immune system that can cause you to pick up one of these viruses and bacterias and all kinds of things that are out there. Okay, on the physical level, yes, but there are also spiritual sicknesses, and you got to be mindful of them now. What is a spiritual sickness? A spiritual sickness is someone who cannot stop speaking about negative things. They're sick, my darlings. Be careful what you listen to. You might catch it. 
It's a virus of sickness. It's parasitic energy inside of their energetic field. As a shaman, we see them as parasites, viruses, bacterias, fungi that are not the good kind. Okay? When I say fungi, I'm talking like mold. Things that will corrupt you, things that will that will that imprint you with poisonous ideas and emotional ideas and feelings that are poisoned when riddled with viruses and bacteria that when they open their mouth, you start feeling the effects of their of that poison and that energy. That is why. That is why you must see them as sick. You must not react to them because the moment you react, the moment you come back with some flashy word or some witty comment or you want to debate them or fight them or, or prove to them that they're wrong, you have just taken in the poison. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. That means that if someone is arguing with me and I engage that argument, I am now accepting the poison. Mm-hmm. See, spirit always gives you a moment to pause. There's a beautiful pause in life. A beautiful pause, a moment to just pause. Sometimes someone may say something to you and ask you a question. You don't need to answer the question right away. You can say, mm, this brings some interesting thoughts to my mind. So profound, I want to give you the right information or I want to give you the right expression that is in that I feel from what you're saying. And the only way I can do that is I need to think upon this. I might need to sleep on this. Take as much time as you want to, my darlings. There are times when people will say something to me in an interview. And I think it's funny because, you know, my friend Gwyneth, she taught me something very valuable about interviews. I asked her one day, we were sitting in her kitchen, and I said, Gwen, I said, sis, what, is, um, what do you do when people ask you questions in interviews that are just completely like something they shouldn't be asking you? She goes, I answer it the way I want to answer it. And sometimes I don't even answer the question. I just answer a different question and pretend they ask me a different question. They have no idea what's really going on. I thought, oh my God, bye. I, by God, I think she's got it. I think she's got it. I sit back. I said, she said, what's going on? I said, I have to take in your words. I need a moment. I need a moment so that my mind can digest what you just said, sis. She said, yes, you know, many times I've done films and people have made little comments and things that I didn't like. I don't answer their questions. You don't need to answer their questions, she said to me. I said, mm, I got to put my mind on this. I need to get up and take a little walk. She said, okay. And I get up and I walk past her kitchen and into the living room. I just pace around the living room and come back. She said, she said, she said what's going on? She starts laughing. I said, I had to digest that. Tell me more. And so the next time I was in, I was in Sweden, in Stockholm, and it was good that I had that conversation with her. She's a very smart, smart cookie, that one. You know, and I'm sitting in Stockholm and I'm sitting in an interview with this guy and he's asking me, so how much money do you have in your bank account? And I remember what, what she said. And I looked at him and I said, 
You know, it's so beautiful when we think about prosperity and how we can collectively start, you know, understanding how we can start bringing that in for each other by the way that we operate in business and the way we operate in life and how we deal with money within ourselves and then how we bring that to the greater public as, as, a, as a way that we treat other people so they can learn through show of example. And he said, that wasn't the question that I asked, shaman. I said, oh, it wasn't? He said, no, but let's move on. Uh-huh. It worked. I realized that just because someone asks me a question, I don't need to jump to. I don't need to respond just because you feel like you need a response. There are times where people will try to get me into a question. And notice I said try because that's what they do. They try to get me to answer a question. I simply look at them and I smile and I say, hmm. That 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 is a question indeed, and I'm going to have to take some time and think about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep on it. I notice that when I sleep on things, I have a, a much more clear perspective. Shall I get back to you in two days about that? Two days? Will that be Will that be okay if I get back to you in two days? They're like, oh sure, yeah, definitely. Take as much time as you need. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I don't need to jump. I'm not here to jump for you. I'm not here to jump in and ask you, how high can I jump for you? Oh, you can jump really high. Okay, is it high enough? Can I jump for you high enough? Or oh, you can jump even high. Oh, how much higher can I jump? No, uh-uh, I am not anyone's puppet. Does it look like I have strings attached to my arms and my legs and my feet? I don't think so. I'm a free bird. And being that I'm a free bird, I can answer to the word when, that I heard when I choose to. Do you understand? I can answer to the word that I heard when I choose to. And when someone talks out of character, when someone is coming from a place where they're spouting out all kinds of um, disgraceful things, uncouth things, things that are not pleasant to the soul, to the light, to the energy, to the frequency of love, those things that are just, you know, just a bunch of a wacky doodle nonsense, just flying around, ricocheting and knocking things down like a big corruptus is what I call it. A big corruptus. It's like my word, you know, you corruptus. You're a corruptus is what you are. People say, what is a corruptus? You're a corruptus. That's what you're doing right now. You're corrupting the energy in our space with this nonsense coming out of your mouth. You think we're all going to sit here and listen to you spout out a bunch of nonsense coming out of your mouth when you're so intelligent and smart and you can think in a different way? Use your words. Use your words, right? And that's what you got to say. Use your words. Use your words. Word that up. Use your words. How do we bless those words? Let's, let's bless up those words. Use your words. Word it up. Because I'm not going to sit here and listen to every horrible thing you want to tell me about this person or this or that or these things. They have no bearing on, 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 on the way in which I love and how I create prosperity and how I be able to bring healing into the minds and the hearts of people and how I can show people how to be their own leader and how to lead others into legacy and how to leave a legacy on earth? Do you think I have time to be filling up my modus operandi, my brain space, my data space with this nonsense? Are you kidding me? You better check it because you're about to wreck it because I don't go into that. I'm, I'm very Disney. Okay, people have to understand. So you may hear me curse and things like that, but I use the curse words as empowerment tools. I'm not cursing to put you down. I'm not going to put you down. I'm very Disney. 
Okay? When you're around me, you think you're in a Disney cartoon. I start lifting you up and dancing with you and skipping down the street and, and showing you the way to live life happy. Okay? I'm Disney. I like to go Disney on people. I'm not sitting here listening to this nonsense coming people in mouth. You just said, you're sick, honey. You're sick. You got the flu. Look at you. Look, look how you're talking. You're talking. Look how you're talking. You know, every time you open your mouth, you're saying a curse. Every time you say something, you're speaking against yourself. You're speaking against your children. You're speaking against your husband. I got friends who's like speaking against his boyfriend. This man's speaking against his wife. This man's speaking about his girlfriend. This girlfriend's speaking about her man. Everybody's speaking about co-workers. This person's speaking about this person. This person's speaking about that person. And nothing is coming out of their mouths that are intelligent language. Intelligent language means intelligent speak. Speak, speak, love. Intelligent speak is speak, speak, love. Speak, speak, love. That's intelligent speak. Intelligent speak lifts you, shifts you, ignites you, invites you. It welcomes you. It, it takes you higher. It sets you on fire. It's not makes you feel like you got weights carrying you down into the ground so you can get pulled down into the hell regions, into the underworld where the spirits are constantly rewinding that rhetoric of nonsense, and you wonder why you hear negative voices in your head because they're, they're telling you and you're listening to them instead of taking them to the light, that constant rhetoric of nonsense on a loop telling you, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat. No, if you keep, if you keep listening to that, you'll be like, you, I'm sorry, excuse me? Ex uh, I mean, hold on a minute. Excuse me? What did you say? Oh, you're fat. People don't like you. Oh, and who are you to say such a thing to the child of God, to a creative, illuminated being, a quantum creator of pure essence and power? Are you a spirit? Are you an entity? Are you a being from the underworld that thinks that you're going to speak up in my head that kind of nonsense? Really? <laughs> well, you definitely did come to the right place because I'm going to send you to the light so you can go home and be with your family and be back in your original form where you came from, which is light before you just took an embodiment and couldn't forgive yourself after you died and end up going in the underworld and you think you're going to tap into my mental algorithms and you're going to speak up in my head. You're going to have negative speak in my head. You're going to tell me I'm fat when I know I'm beautiful. You're going to tell me I'm fat when I know I'm constantly losing weight and my body's getting bigger and thinner and feeling better and good. And when I'm working out, I'm getting the highest level of workout and everything I'm doing is just being the best for my being. And you're going to sit here and think I'm going to speak against myself. Or do you have some, do you, do you, do you have that much um, belief in your power to override the child of light? See, that's how you have to talk. When someone calls you stupid, be like, I'm sorry, what did you say? What did you say? You have a flu? You need, you, because the only cure for your flu is love, baby. Okay? So I'm going to give you some love right now because I know the words that are coming out your mouth is because of your sickness. It's your flu. I once was working with this woman in Turkey and she called me all kinds of names in the book. All kinds of names. And she was sick. I said, you're sick. The parents are like, I'm so sorry for, I'm so sorry for her saying all these things to you. I said, oh, no, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. She's sick. She's sick. She's got a flu. She got the flu. She got the plague. She got something going on. We got to heal that stuff first. That's the first thing we got to heal. We got to bring spiritual awareness, mental awareness of love, unconditional, lovable consciousness. We got to take it up. We got to go higher. We got we to gotta burn the roof down on this. We got to burn it down. Burn it down. Burn 
burn it down. Burn it down. We got to burn it down. We got to burn it down. Burn it down. Burn it down. Burn it down. If we're going to make some changes here, because all that nonsense, all those languages, all those words, all those things that you hear, all those things that are going on inside of that person's head is a virus. It's a bacteria. It's a parasite. And it is wanting to get to you from another person. You think darkness just works its way through individuals? Darkness has its minions too, okay? When someone is operating in bobblehead consciousness where they just accept everything they're told without thinking in, in, in opposition to some of the nonsense that they're hearing in the world, things where they think that God doesn't love them unless they do this, 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 and then finally they're gonna get into the gate to heaven. Please, you ain't getting to heaven if you can't be truthful. And it's not because God's going to block the doors either. It's because you're going to block the door because you're going to see how much of your life you wasted away on nonsense. And you're going to say, oh no, oh no, I can't let go. I can't let go. And that's when you're going to go in the underworld. And then people who are in the Liddy committee have to come and get you out of there and bring you back to the light because you didn't recognize yourself as the powerful being that you are. And you turned your back on the light because you were too busy trying to be righteous. You're too busy trying to be pious. You're too busy trying to be, I, I have it all figured out mentality. You ain't got nothing figured out. Only thing you can ever figure out, which will always be the only thing you really need to ever figure out, is that you are a being of love. You come from a powerful source, which is pure love, orgasmic love. When I say orgasmic, I mean it is orgasmic. That's how universes and galaxies get developed in every per second millisecond that goes by of your thinking. More galaxies have just been formed because of that orgasmic love energy. And it's also unconditional love energy. It's not love energy based in the consciousness of if you do this, if you don't sin, if you don't do this, you don't do this, and these things are going to happen. Please and you wonder why there's so many sick people out there saying all kinds of doing all kinds of abusive things to other people. Abuse didn't just start in that person. Abuse was bred into that person by another person. And that other person was bred into them by another person. And the other person, it was bred into them, babies, from another person. That's abuse. Abuse is a sickness that gets transferred. It is a virus. It is a virus, my loves. A sickness, a virus that gets spread through words, through actions, through certain types of things that they do as a human being. It gets spread through the abuse. And the moment that person receives it and accepts it as being okay, it's not okay. And don't pretend that you forgave anybody too, because that's the most annoying thing ever. When I hear people go, I forgave my father. No, you didn't. You can't, because if you try to forgive your father, the moment you try to forgive your mother, the moment you try to forgive that hus husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, whoever it is that you're with, is the moment you go into quantum entanglement. It's the moment someone has to be right and someone has to be wrong, and that creates duality, and that creates a quantum entanglement, and you are stuck and tangled up together in purgatory. The only way you can truly forgive a human being is through acceptance. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it real. Acceptance, everyone. Let's say it together. Acceptance. 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 Let's say it again. Acceptance. 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 If you cannot accept that they did horrible things to you and you're not in acceptance of that, you are not going to be able to let go of it. That's it. That's it. Because remember, 
All suffering is cycled psychology. It's cycled psychology playing over in loops because you have not come to acceptance. You try to forgive, you're in purgatory, quantum entanglement, you're you're entangled to that person as long as you stay in that act of forgiveness because forgiveness is uh, was there to trap you. It is what I call forgiveness. I call it shackles. I call it being shackled to another person. I don't want to be shackled to my dad. I love my father. And, why, and you know, people say to me, but you talk about your father a lot. Yes, I do, because I like to be transparent in the way that I teach you and share with you knowledge and wisdom so you don't think I'm just a sitting person sitting on a cloud and everything was so peachy king, so everything's so happy and so go lucky and that everything was fine and nothing, no, no, you know, the shaman shit don't stink. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Yes, it does. It does. Not all the time because I eat very healthy. But what I'm saying is in the metaphor of it, in the metaphor of the idea that I have gone through things too, not because I'm a victim, not because I need your sympathy, not because I'm like, oh my God, Sean, man, I'm so sad that I went through to you. Don't be sad for anything that I went through. You should be rejoiceful that I was beaten as a child. You should be rejoiceful that I was molested. You should be rejoiceful that I was an alcoholic. You should be rejoiceful that I did drugs. You should be rejoiceful that I went to jail for a year. You should be rejoiceful for me dying and all the things that I've gone through in my life and all my health struggles that I've gone through. You should be rejoiceful. You know why? be rejoiceful tribe? Let me tell you why. Because if you weren't rejoiceful for those things, then you're not rejoiceful for the love that I give you as Shaman Durek. Let's get it real. 1000% on fire. You cannot sit back and judge those things as wrong. What you have to do is accept them. I see. So in this life, my training was to have a parent like you who caused me all this pain and suffering. I don't forgive you, but I accept you. You bet I do. I accept you. And that's how me and my dad can have a great relationship. That's how come me and my mom can have a great relationship. That's me and friends who have, you know, tried to take me to court and sue me for things and do all these things to me and try to, to do things to hurt me and take me down and all this kind of stuff and try to embarrass me in public. That's why I can embrace them because it was through their behavior of their illness and their sickness taught me how to become immune to their sickness and also use that as a plateau to understand deeper and more deeper and more depth and more deep in the crevice of what it means to love unconditionally. It means I can love beyond your darkness. That, that's what my dad and my stepmom and my family from Hawaii taught me. That's what they taught me is, oh, I can love beyond your craziness. I can love beyond your darkness. I can love beyond your illness, your sickness that you got to deal with. And if you need my support, I can support you by giving you tools, but you're the one who's going to have to really seek that to be found in you because you have to make those shifts and those, and those changes in yourself for you to be able to see redemption in yourself. You see, in my days and the things that I went through, I've hurt a lot of people. I had to find redemption in myself so that I'm able to show up for those people that I hurt and be corrected, which means be refined into something that's different from what they knew. Do you understand? That's true. That's true evolution there. 
right? True evolution is not trying to sit back and act like nothing, you did nothing wrong, you know? I see a lot of people don't ever acknowledge when they did something. You know what my dad used to always say to me? You always acknowledge when you do something wrong. So I said, of course I do. How else am I going to redeem myself, to understand myself, to gather myself so that I can love myself even more? I'm not going to rely upon you to do it. Because what you say has nothing to do with me. What you say has only to do with you, dad. He goes, oh, you're such a smart one. You're just like your grandmother. No wonder why she chose you to be the shaman. Of course. Of course. Well, you know, you were her apprentice. You could have been the shaman, but you chose to run away from it. That's your choice. And I love you regardless. The thing what we have to understand is I accept it. And that I accept that he ran away. I accept that he didn't step into that path like I did. He didn't get in there. He didn't get in that, in that mud, in that trench with grandma and really get to learn the ways of our family and our lineage. He could have. He got bits and pieces of it, but he got afraid of his own power. How many people right now are in this tribe right now who are afraid of their power because someone told you that if you do something that what you want to do, it's not okay for you to do because of the fact that they don't do it. Who are they? Who are they? I'm sorry. Who are they? Are they going to be with you when you leave this planet? No, they're not. They're not going to be with you when you leave this planet, when you have to face your inner child, which is your soul, which is God, and explain to God why you didn't live your life to the fullest because you put labels, restrictions, you lied to yourself, you did what other people wanted you to do, and you lived under not being nice instead of being truthful. So you were eating a lot of apple pie. You just put that apple pie up in your face. You were like, I love myself some apple pie. But you weren't willing to be truthful to get the kingdom. And it's not like God's going to sit there and punish you because God don't even know what punishment is. That's a human trait. (laughs) All you're going to do is God's going to say, well, okay, then let go of it. And then you're going to be like, well, I can't let go. That's where you, that's why we have beings in the underworld, you see, because they couldn't let go. So they go there to process their stuff. And meanwhile, they tap into the algorithms of your mind and start processing their information to your brain. And you start thinking it's you. First time, the next time you ever hear something negative in your head, I want you to do this. Next time you hear something negative, be like, what? What? Are you serious? Did you actually think that was going to be okay? You need me to take you to the light? I'm going to take you to the light. Because I'm a king, I'm a queen, I'm a queen, I'm a king, I'm a king, I'm a queen, I'm a king, I'm a queen, I'm a queen, I'm a king, I'm a queen, I'm a king, I'm a king, I'm a queen. I come from majesty. I come from majesty. I'm the light. I'm the light. I don't fight. I'm the light. I'm the light. I don't fight. I'm a light. I'm a light. I don't fight. I'm the light. Because the light just shines the light, makes everything bright. And that turns day from night. And that's how we lift ourselves to a higher sight. You understand? A higher sight means what? It means higher paradigm, higher consciousness, highest evolution, you know, outside of box mentality and into the greater understanding of universal, dimensional, quantum availability. That's how we get lit. That's how we stay lit. And that's how we keep the fire burning so we can burn down the house. Because we got to burn the house down. The house has to come down because the house was built incorrectly. We got to rebuild our foundation. And the way you start building your foundation is start simple. Be like, I love how beautiful I am. 
I love how when I walk into a room, the room lights up. People love the energy that I bring. I love how generous I am. I love how when I'm standing next to someone, I have powerful healing energies penetrating in their cells and their organs and their consciousness and their emotions and just lifting and shifting them. I love how creative I am. I love how sensual I am, that I can taste food to the the highest level of pleasure. I can hug someone to the highest level of pleasure. I can sing. I can dance. I can create. I can play musical instruments. I can connect with nature and animals to the highest pleasure because I am a sensual being. I'm prosperous. I'm a floodgate of abundant, prosperous energy of currency that flows to me easily and effortlessly, that doesn't take any energies from me because my energy is constant and fulfilling. I am constantly reviving and lifting and shifting my possibilities into higher realities that are joyful and filled with bliss and ecstasy and pleasure on all levels of my being, physically, emotionally, mental, and spiritually. What word up? That is how you stay lit is you start there by saying the truth. And when someone says something to you that's abusive, you say, I don't have time for that. You know, I don't know if you ever heard that song. It's a real funny song. It goes, I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that. That's going to be your, you got to make that like your lyrical lyrics, right? And when I say lyrical lyrics, that means that every time you're dealing with nonsense, you just got to play that in your head. Right, just hear hear me saying that in your head. Someone says to you, like, "You're such an idiot." You're like, I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that. And if someone says, like, "Oh, you know, there's this problem gonna happen if you go into business like that," be like, "I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that." Why? Because you don't got no time for nonsense, right? Someone says to me, "Oh, Shaman Dirk," and this person was talking about, I said, "I don't got no time for that." I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that. Because if someone's talking about me, I don't got no time for that. Why am I going to listen to you tell me that? I don't got no time for that. I got things to do, right? I got, I, got, I got leaders to build, to build legacy. What are you talking about? I don't got no time for that. Oh, such and such, and this person, and this person. I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that. See, that's what you see. I'm programming that. I'm programming that in you right now, right? You're gonna hear that high pitched voice come in your head every time you, every time you get in some kind of nonsense. Someone says to you, "Oh, you're this and you're that," and you go see a shaman and you take these workshops. Be like, "I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that." You don't even have to respond. Just smile at them. That's it. They're sick. They need medicine. And that's love, unconditional love. And you can even say to them, you know, the things that you're saying aren't showing up from love, aren't coming from love, don't resonate with love, and aren't love. However, I am love. So I'm going to impart some wisdom onto you. You know, you believe what you want to believe. That's what you choose to believe. That's okay. Okay? But I know who I am. And I don't, need any, I don't need to prove anything to you. I have nothing to prove to you. But I will say this. I won't tolerate abuse. And if you're going to say something to me again, it better come from a place of love. Because if it comes from abuse again, we, we're done. I don't care if we got kids. I don't care how we're going to slice it and dice it. There's no room for abuse in my life. And you're going to end up being alone if that's what you want. Because you want to push people away so you can prove a point that you're not lovable. Then you need to go get some help. But I'm not, I, don't, I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that. 
I don't got no time for that. That's the only way. Because look, here's the reality of it all, right? You really don't have time for it. You really don't. Every time, if you, let's put it this way. Let's say, for instance, everything in your life was based on money, okay? I'm going to put it to you like this. Everything in your life is based on money. So if everything's based on money, okay, every time you spend a minute, you're either, if it's going in the direction that's supporting your life in the highest way, you get paid. But if it's not going in the direction that's supporting your highest life, your highest light and your highest life and your best life, then you lose money. So someone comes and tells you, oh yeah, so you know, this person was talking bad about you. And the moment you decide to listen, all of a sudden your bank account starts going down. Okay. Trust me. You are going to stop listening to gossip. You are going to stop listening to nonsense. You're going to stop listening to people. I'm, you're going to be like, um, I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that. You're going to immediately stop, put hold on that. And you're going to shift gears back into focusing, directing, and surging your power, your energy, your litmus into the thing that you want to amplify, multiply, and the thing that you want to fly. You understand? amplify, multiply, fly. That's what you're going to do. You're not going to be sitting back watching your bank account dwindle because you're putting your energy into something that you shouldn't have no time for. So when you're dealing with sick people, you got to understand they're sick. When you deal with sick people, you don't yell at them. When you deal with sick people, you don't get mad at them. When you're dealing with sick people, you just stay in a place of calm and love. You know they're sick. They're going through enough already. A lot of turmoil inside. A lot of turmoil. You just come from love. I know those things that you're saying are not who you are, but I have to let you know something. And I really want you to understand and listen to me clearly. I am willing to love you unconditionally as I do right now. That will always be there. But I love myself more. Do you understand what that means? That means I love myself more than I love you. So let me get clear with you on that, what that looks like. That means I will not tolerate abuse. I will not tolerate abuse. I will not tolerate. I won't tolerate. I won't tolerate abuse. So that's it. So if you don't understand that, I'm going to lay it out for you right now so we can end this conversation and we won't have to go through this anymore. If you make one more abusive comment to me, you are going to spend your time being alone. I will still love you unconditionally, but I'm going to, I'm going to love you from a distance and away from you because you, you have an illness and you need to go work on that illness. And I don't have time to be Nurse Nancy and figure that out for you or Nurse Paul or Nurse Donovan or Nurse Taniqua or Nurse Rashad uh-uh, or Nurse Ohamed or Mohamed or mm-mm, never, sorry, nothing, sorry. I have no nurse time for you. Okay. I don't got the time for that. I don't got the time for that. I don't got no time for that. And that's it. That's how you do it. And let those words of, I don't got the time for that, sink right into your subconscious mind. So every time you hear that high-pitched sound that Shaman Durek made, I don't got no time for that. Because you have no time to be letting your spiritual bank account go down because you keep getting caught up with people who are caught up in sickness and illnesses and you can't see they have a virus and you're trying to argue with someone who's sick 
I mean, do you, do you think it's okay to go to the hospital and start yelling at people who are sick? No, you let them be. You give them your love. I love you, but you have an illness right now. And if you want my help, I'm here to support you. I can give you some ideas. You can, jo- you can you know, get on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. You can, you know, um, go take up, you know, one of Shaman Derek's workshops. You can do a breath workshop. You can go do this thing, come to the park, go meditate with me at the beach, go do something. Okay. It doesn't have to be any of those things. It could be a bunch of things. I'm just giving you some hints. But if you can't correct this, this sickness, and I'm giving you what I can give you, I can only give you band-aids that I can give you the medicine of love. But if you cannot correct this sickness, I can't be up in it. And that's it. That's it. But don't pretend that you're forgiving people. You accept them, but you don't have to forgive them because forgiveness puts you in purgatory. And you don't need to be in purgatory because you don't got no time for that. Okay? You have no time for purgatory. So. We have to honor ourselves and we have to love ourselves more than we love our, we have to love ourselves more than we love our husbands, our wives, our boyfriends, our girlfriends. We have to love ourselves more or we are not going to make things correct for us, which will not allow them to have correctness within them. Okay. You got to love yourself more. You can love them, but you got to love yourself more. And that's what it comes down to, right? No disrespect, get it correct, right? No abuse, no more. That's it. And uh, I love you so much. And that's, that's what I wanted to share with you is my love for you. Because every, like I go talking about my friend, Mike, Mike didn't just end up in that place on his own. He had ended up on that place because he had parents that spoke down to him. He had friends that spoke down to him. He had voices that spoke down to him. And eventually it took him deeper and deeper and deeper until his spirit was in the underworld. And all he could do is act out of character against himself, which led him to incarceration. There are many people who are lost souls in this world. Many people but they didn't get there because they're horrible people because they were born that way. It was inbred into them because someone didn't tell them the right words, the truth. Perhaps they didn't tell themselves the truth. Perhaps they thought, well, I'm not that until people acknowledge me or unless I do something really great in life, I can tell myself I'm a great person or I'm smart or I'm intelligent or I'm creative or I can make tons of money or I can be very successful. No. You don't need to wait on anyone. Not anymore. I give you full permission to shine, radiate, and illuminate this planet and burn the lights like a lighthouse that blazes in the night. I give you the truth of who you are. Shine, radiate, illuminate. That's it. I love you so much, tribe. If you're not following me on Instagram, please follow me on Instagram at Shaman Durek so you can get on my IG lives and we can have some private talk. Well, it's not really that private because the tribe's there, but we're, having, we're talking face-to-face on IG Live. It's pretty cool. And um, you want to level up, get your, get your powers in check so that when you walk out the door, you got power so you don't put yourself in situations that, are, that you don't need to be in. 
and vice versa for your kids as well. Sign up on my workshops so you can learn how to level up yourself. Uh, Remember lifestyle choices. Shamanism is a lifestyle choice. It's not a religion. It's a spiritual evolution. And it's a solution to ending pollution. And it's really the reason why it's coming back so strong on the planet. It's not just about plant medicine. It's about you as the medicine. And if you want to leave a review at iTunes, please do so. Remember, invite to ignite. You want to lift your friends. You want people to have intellectual love-based conversations with you. Then start turning your friends into the tribe and getting them lit and start getting them on the Liddy committee. Start enrolling them on the lit train so they can feel how good it feels to be, to live and to be alive and revive um, during this very tumultuous time on earth that we are going through. We have the ability to shift the gears and change the perspective of what's going to happen and what will be our outcome and i vote for human beings and animals and all sentient beings being able to survive on this planet in harmony with nature and build a different type of system that supports everyone so that we will be able to connect with our intergalactic brothers and sisters and they won't not be like oh i'm not gonna land over there because you know how those uh, humans are soon as we give them this new technology that will clean all their water and give give them long-lasting life and all of these amazing things that they will be able to do and create new vegetation where places couldn't be created and, you know, end their sicknesses where they won't have cancer or any kind of crazy viruses anymore that will take their bodies out. They're going to shoot us down and go to war with us and then sell it off in the black market and then they're going to kill each other. Whoever gets it last and the last person standing, there'll be no one left. We're not going down there. You're right. You're right, Captain. You know, that's exactly, that's exactly in my own way, (laughs) my little Star Trek way, uh, with a little bit of humor, of course, um, of how they actually are seeing the way we do things. That's why we have to shift the gears, right? We have to shift the gears, get rid of the fears. That's what I'm talking about. Shift the gears, get rid of the fears. I like that. Uh, So, yeah. So, I love you. And I will never, ever, 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 for all eternity never stop loving you until i see you later bye alligator <laughs>